0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: I am a Reiki Master and Certified Sound Therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we will do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and can't continue to listen online, you can call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227, and that way you can listen via phone, or please, if you are driving about, please use your Bluetooth. My guest tonight is Lisa Tarvis. A metaphysician and board certified holistic health practitioner who grew up with psychic abilities, the ability to see and talk to angels, and the innate ability to help people heal themselves through energy therapy. In her book, Just Believe, she tells us how she ignored her intuition and learned the hard way, something that all of us do until we learn to really pay attention and follow our own guidance. It was not really easy living with her gifts, but they have taught her well, and she is going to share her thoughts on forgiveness, manifesting your desires, and the beautiful reality of life as she sees it. So we'll be looking at it from her perspective, which will be very interesting. So good evening, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you being this evening?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. It's a, it's a tough time of How year. Long, where everybody's so- really busy. <laughs>
2: I know. I really, I I really appreciate your having me on, and um, I'm I'm happy to be here, and hopefully um, we'll be able to have a have a really have a really great show on twelve twelve twelve.
1: Yes, which is amazing in and of itself. So it's going to be good because everything I've heard on the news today is saying it's the best day of everybody's life. So that's good. Yep, How does it get absolutely. any better than that? And that's right. <laughs> now, now you grew up with psychic ability and you knew that you, you, you kind of knew it anyway. And, but I, I think what I wanted to ask first was what was your first indication of that? Was it that you saw and were talking to angels or how did you really know you were psychic?
2: I I don't think I ever used the word psychic and I still don't like the word psychic for some reason, but um, I, I don't know. I think it has a little stigma attached to it and people, I don't know, they don't understand that the, what it really means. Um, In a lot of ways, for me, I grew up being able, ever since I was born, I had angels around me. I could see them. I could talk to them. I could, they could talk to me. And it it changed. Like, when I was little, it was, you know, they talked to me like I was a child. They played child games with me. They, you know, it it was a very, it was a very just nurturing kind of relationship. And then as I got older, the relationship changed. At certain points in my life, when I got busy, got married, had kids, all of that kind of thing, I kind of turned it off a little bit, and when I was finally able to get it back going, I mean, it was always still there, but not to the degree that it had been. When I was able to get it going again, I found that um, I really didn't see them very often anymore, but I could still get their thoughts, and I could still get their messages for me and for other people, which was, you know, what I... what what I really wanted to do anyway.
1: It's interesting because usually during those years of your life when you're, you know, you're going through meeting somebody and getting married and having kids, and there can be a lot of trials and tribulations, I would have thought, and maybe this is why they don't come to me, I would have been hounding them like crazy, begging for help.
2: (laughs) But you turned it off. I did. I did. I think towards the end of my first marriage, I actually... I did I did end up doing a lot of that. Um I had some incredible stuff happen. I had a, my my son, my firstborn, was colicky um and had reflux um which the the combination of the two made one very miserable baby. And um I was somebody I've always been somebody like I have to have my 8 hours of sleep. I mean, I just did. And luckily When I after for some reason after I had a baby I really didn't need eight hours if I got four hours I was good but even getting four hours in a row with a baby a newborn is difficult Mm -hmm. so I was having a lot I was having a lot of trouble and my grandparents had passed away years before and I think this was the first thing that happened that I began to start working with the with um, the spirit world again was that my 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 son one night I I just found out he was just like four months old. I didn't know it yet, but I was already like a month pregnant with my second,
0: um,
2: and I, did, I just didn't know it at that point. I was physically and emotionally exhausted, and I'm laying in bed, and my ex-husband was a police officer and wasn't home, um, and I was just laying in bed, and I'm, and I'm on the phone with my mom, and I'm like, I'm telling you, Mom, if this baby wakes up tonight, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't think I, can, I don't think I can handle it. And, and and she's like it'll be fine you'll be fine you know you'll be able to you know she's just trying to do you know words of encouragement as moms do, and mm-hmm. um, I was laying in bed and and after I got off the phone with her I I went to sleep and I heard the monitor start making noise he started fussing, and I'm like and I and before that I forgot the major part of the story after I'd gotten off the phone with her I had prayed and I had said please God. You know, grandma and grandpa, anybody who's up there listening, angels, <laughs> someone, please, please keep this baby. Get get him to sleep through the night. Because he was four months old and had not slept through the night. I mean, I mean, sleep through the night. Like, he didn't make it more than an hour at a time. So, oh, wow. I, you know, I, I, yeah, it was horrible. So I was I, I just was praying, please help me. I just need one night, just one night. Please, someone help me. And um, so I'm the, so I'm I'm asleep, and I start hearing the monitor. I start hearing the fussing, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this! I, I can't believe!" And all of a sudden, he just I I I heard like almost like you know their pacifier, like his pacifier, like it, it, I heard him suck it in, like somebody had put it in his mouth. Yes. And and all of and all and he just went back to sleep. And he that was I woke up like six hours later thinking he somebody had murdered him or something running into his <laughs> bedroom. Like, Oh my God, it was the first night he's ever slept through the night. So that was my, I think that was like when I really started thinking, you know, it was, I was, it was an exhausting time for me. It was very difficult. Um, And, and I started, you know, and I, and I started to, to start, I started to try to get them back into my life at that point. Up until then, I don't know high school came along. You know, I I just I just kind of had shut it off. I didn't. I guess I just didn't want to be different. You know, okay. I didn't want to. And I just wanted to kind of fit in and be normal and and not have. You know, all my friends would come to me and they'd be like, okay, this is going on in my life. What do you think? Because you know, I was the person to go to. I was the go-to person for all everybody's problems. And and they'd be like, you were so right. How did you know? I'm like, I don't know. I think you're just. I think I'm just way smarter than you. You know, <laughs> it was kind of one of those things. they like, apparently, I'm just smarter than you. I don't know how I know. You know, and it was it was one of those things where, um, you know, I had that happening all the time, and so I was I felt like a guidance counselor in school. You know, but I didn't. I never really caught on. I never connected that and my experiences as a child when I was really little with angels, um, and there was more than just with angels. There was just a lot of different things that had happened in my childhood that made me know that there was something different um about me but i i um i, I think you know you, you reach you reach a point where if you're meant to you know i think we all have the abilities and i think if we're meant to um embrace them if we're meant to have them um touch our lives as well as you know people around us their lives um i think we wake up you know, I think we wake up, and, and it, 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 comes, it comes back to, you know, to being a major part of our life, and thank I'm very thankful that it did for me.
1: Yeah, and, and it's true. It's like flexing any muscle. The, the more that you work it, the more it's going to work for you. So, uh, you know, absolutely. I agree anyone can do this if they really set their mind to it, but you seem to get yeah. it really early on. And But even as, you know, in elementary school, how did you – keep what you knew to be normal for yourself and yet you kind of knew it wasn't normal for the other kids how did you keep that to yourself
2: you know it was funny people ask me that and it's a really good question because i never was even i never was tempted to tell anyone it was like i knew it was special and i don't know if there had been a conversation with the angels like where they had said you know not to talk about i don't i mean i I don't know why they would have done that and I've never really asked them as an adult, and that's actually a really a really good thing. I should have a session about that with them because I don't know. I was never tempted to. Um, you know, it was kind of like one of those things that was almost like having an imaginary friend, and I talk about that in my book because, you know, a lot of people would have just been, you know, if I did talk about it and I, you know, may have at points, they would have been like, oh, it's, you know, she just has an imaginary friend. Well, my, these were not normal imaginary friends. These, there were many of them, and they were very, very bright and huge wings, and you know, iridescent look to them, and um, just loving, loving playmates. And they weren't children. They weren't like cherubet angels. They were adults. You know, they were they were like a, an adult human, but just with an incredible wings. glow and incredible wings. Yeah. And I think they showed me the wings um, to make sure I understood exactly what they were. You know, I'd always had a thing for angels. I always have my entire life. I've always loved angels. And um, you know, and then remembering, you know, it's a lot of things you just put aside. And when you start to remember, wow, I, you know, I remember exactly what they looked like when I was a little. And no wonder every other picture in my house has an angel in it. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> It's, it's it's familiar to me. It's comfortable, you know. I I I like how it, I like how they how the angels make me feel. So it's been um, it's been an incredible it's been an incredible experience. You know, a lot of this also was learning my family heritage and understanding that I wasn't alone with the psychic abilities. And I think that even though I've never had anyone say that they were able to see angels like I was. Um, I had, you know, there have been other members of my family. Um, one specific was my great-great-grandmother, great um, who my grandmother, who's still alive, 90, gosh, I'm going to be 99, I guess. Um, she told me the story, and I actually had her write it down for me so that I always had it, the story she remembers of her grandmother, who was um, very, very psychic, and even had the ability to move objects with her mind, so... Um, you know, she she had the strongest ability that I've heard of ever in, in our family and um but there have been many others. There are a lot of a lot of us the CRs, there are a lot of us that have a just knowing, you know, we just know um things and we don't know why. So, you know, I think there's I think there is a family heritage thing. I think that sometimes there it does run more prevalently in families. But I think mm-hmm. that everyone has the ability. To ha- everyone can can embrace it and and exercise it, like you're talking about a muscle. Everyone can exercise it. It's a matter of I always teach my clients in the psychic development classes. I would say you got to shut your brain off, you got to shut your heart off, and you have to feel with your soul. You got to feel with your gut, you know. And that's what you listen to. It's not it's not something that your brain is telling you, and it's not something that your heart is telling you. It's deeper than that, and um, and and that's you know, and that's that's what i that's what i think if people start doing they start you know they start shutting those 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 other things off and um you can do that a lot through meditation when you're just receiving information instead of thinking you know um and praying and asking for things or whatever um you know and it's it's uh you know it's, it's, how, it's how i always like, try to explain it when i'm teaching You know, people, uh, how to, to, usually people come to me that already have gifts. I mean, they have, they know they have some sort of gift. They just don't know how to enhance it or work with it or use it. You know, it's not, it was, it's not as bold and in your face as mine was.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: So, you know, so they, they learn to, they want to learn to use it in a, in a a different way. And and they want to be able to use it to help them and help other people. A lot of people want to help other people, which is amazing. I think you know, so many people come to me and they're, you know, it's not for selfish reasons, which I really respect. You know, it's not people aren't doing this because it wouldn't work. I don't. I mean, I'm sure you've interviewed lots of people with gifts and, um, and you know, what most people will tell you is it doesn't work for you anyway. You know, right. Not gonna right. Work. The, the winning lotto numbers are not coming your way. Trust me, <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> like that. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, you know. I, I screwed things up in my life royally in a lot of cases because I didn't listen to my own my own gut, you know. I—I—I. I, I, it, it's very easy to tell people, okay, don't listen to your brain, don't listen to your heart, listen to your gut. It's very hard to actually practice that, actually do it, you know. Right. So you know, learning to walk the talk was a whole different thing, you know.
1: It is something you have to practice it's it's your own you know I tell people it 's your own g p s this is your inner guidance yep. system, and you need to listen to it and the more you become aware the more aware you become. So you right. it just every single day it, as you pay attention to these, and you're right, it's hard sometimes. You can have like a vision go through your head, and you think, yeah, okay, yeah. what's well, that all up? And then it happens two weeks later, and then the next time it happens, it happens in reality, and you think, oh, my God, I saw that. Why didn't I recognize it? Yeah. I've done that yeah. recently. So, yeah, because, I understand. You know what? It's
2: a, a lot of people think it's coincidence, which I don't believe there is a coincidence. So people have this whole coincidence thing going on. But there's also there's also that there's that aspect of paranoia too. You think, am I just being paranoid? Like if you're about mm-hmm. to get on an airplane, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, the airplane the airplanes may crash. Well, most likely you're just having a paranoia moment. <laughs> you know, you're just right. being a little paranoid at that moment. But it, because it's not like an oh my gosh, this might happen. You're like, I'm not getting. There's nobody that's going to drag you onto that airplane if right. you really are having, you know, a premonition. You're not going to get on that airplane. There's no. You're going to do everything you can to make sure that airplane never takes off. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's it's o- overpowering. It's not something where you can, you know, you can you can just like say, okay, I'm just, you know, uh, am I being paranoid here? You you know, you just have to try. It's uh, so much of it is trusting yourself. You know, trusting mm-hmm. what you're feeling, you know, and trusting what you're what you're experiencing.
1: And starting with the little things, you know, I've told this story before, I left my house, I was driving down the road, I got a mile down the road, and I heard, go home. So I said, okay. So I turned around and went home, I stayed home for about 15 minutes, and then I got back in my car and went where I needed to go. Now, I was paying attention and listening to that, because I I was working on it, I was practicing it, and I wanted to... You know, do what I was told to do. And I thought, you know, you just don't know if you were saved from being in a car accident or if you, you know, were going to get to the grocery store and they just put out the fresh food. You know, I mean, it could be something as stupid as that, you know.
2: Absolutely. Whatever it is what, what, it to, what, what it did it, it what did it cost you to you know to use those to, to wait those fifteen minutes i mean really right. it may have, it may have saved a lot it may have mm-hmm. it may have you know it may have made a big change you may not never know, but you know if you get that gut feeling like that and you're like well, some you know I always say if anybody tells me it, like to go home, or like in Amityville horror or something, you know, when the house says get out, I'm out. I'm leaving. Okay? <laughs> you don't have to tell yeah, me through. <laughs> my, house, my house starts talking to me, I'm out. <laughs> I'm <Believe> leaving. <laughs> you tell Not me a to joke. go. I'll, I'll. One time. That's all it's going to take. You know, uh, not, I'm not going to call a priest. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm not even saying
1: goodbye. I'm already gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know,
2: I'm not even packing. Everything you say, uh, like, I'm leaving.
1: Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's true, though. And sometimes <laughs> you get things, you know, that you don't understand. And, and when you start to question it too much, you talk yourself out of it. And that's what you yeah. can't do. You have to really well, know that a- <laughs> this is a gut thing.
2: Yeah, and that's. I think for me, I I spend more time like I I can talk I can I I actually well with clients like, you know I did a reading today, um uh you know just a, a an angel card reading and I was, you know and it's so funny the things that were coming to me and I'm like wow this makes no sense this makes absolutely no sense and I'm like well and 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 at first I tried I, I tried to be like I'm not saying this I'm gonna sound like an idiot you know <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying this. And then and then it's like oh yes you are you know you're saying it. so I say it and then they're like oh my god that's exactly that's exactly what's going on that makes so much sense and you're and you're just like you, you know you just, you just you just you just like understand okay so sometimes you just have to take the chance that you're going to sound like an idiot worst case scenario is you they have no idea what you're talking about you know right and and that almost never happens you know it just it it's it's just uh, you know it's just a bizarre it's a bizarre thing.
1: And, and and you know you just put it out there and somebody's bound to take it you know somebody's bound to say okay yeah I do understand that I was talking to a woman once and I said I don't know I keep getting a picture of the Titanic what's up with that and then she told me well she's from Newfoundland and I went okay
2: <laughs> you know yes, that explains exactly it's yeah, it explains cool. a whole lot
1: you know and I was like all yes. right you know that's that's good I was yeah. wondering why I was getting that but when you
2: yeah, yeah.
1: when you were talking and seeing the angels. It, it, you saw them, like, during the day. It wasn't in dream time. It was during the day. Oh, no,
2: no. No, it, was, it, it could be during the day. It could be at night when I was trying to fall asleep. I don't think I ever dream... I don't remember ever dreaming about them, ever.
1: Did you ever learn names? Did they tell you who they were?
2: Um, I don't remember them ever. I know who they are now when they come to me most of the time. Like, I can, I can tell um, the different energies between the different archangels, or I call on a certain archangel and I'll see a certain color that I know is associated with that that angel, you know, something like that. Um, back then I don't think I don't remember ever calling them. I just called them angel.
1: Mm-hmm. You know?
2: I just called them angel and and no matter who it was, they were angel. And everyone, even though there were different ones, because it wasn't always the same. It wasn't like it was always my guardian angel or something like that where it was one angel. There were different angels that came in. And um, every time it happened, I was immediately comfortable with them. It wasn't like, a, oh, this is a strange angel, I don't know who this is. Immediately comfortable with them. So it makes me think that even as an infant, I must have had them a- around me and, and, and been experiencing um, their them being there because it was just always comfortable. I was never afraid. I was never I never felt like, oh, my gosh, you know, a a stranger or, you know, none of that. It was always Uh comfortable. It was always good. And I was not, like, you know, an outgoing child. I was pretty – I was a very sensitive child. And um, my parents tell stories, like, if they ever had to spank me, they would have to take me outside because I always threw up. (laughs) I didn't like that they were were mad at me. Luckily, I wasn't bad very often, but – but I, you know, they they got to the point where they're just like, we're just not going to be able to discipline her because she throws up. <laughs> so I just, I did not, I couldn't take it if somebody was uh, upset with me. You know, I didn't like that. So, yeah, um, you know, so yeah. it I was just me being, it was me being just really, you know, a sensitive child. And I think that, you know, I would have, I think I, if it would have been somebody that I wasn't comfortable with that came in, I would have, I definitely freaked out. You know, no doubt. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but you knew from—I mean, they were coming from where you came from. The Ingalls. yeah,
2: it was like it was—it was, it was just—it was just natural. I always thought yeah. they, you know, it was.
1: Makes sense, you know. I mean, they came from a place where you just came from and arrived here, and, and they I were here. That, staying I, with you.
2: Right. I think it, it's a, like I always used to just say they were from home. I used, okay. I used to just say home. They were from home and you know and um i would talk to my parents about it. my parents were very you know they i don't i they never were like oh god we got to you know send her to a padded room somewhere they were very receptive to it especially my dad my dad's side of the family had um, you know they're the side that had the um the 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 abilities on you know m- mostly on that side so um you know it, it nobody was ever freaked out i didn't talk about it a lot but when i did mm-hmm. nobody was ever freaked out nobody was ever you know, worried about it or anything like that. They thought it was kinda of cool that I had you know, that I could see and, and uh that I you know, experienced this. But I very rarely said anything. You know, I didn't it wasn't like something where I would be sitting at dinner talking to you know, my brother would have been like punching me in the arm like a big baby, right. you know and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, typical problem I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have made through dinner, you know. But um <laughs> Yeah, so it was you know it was just like it was just it was just something that was mine and um and I love that I, I you know when I described you know where they were from when I thought about where they were from, um to me it was home and I still like I don't know you know I'm sure you've had instances and and a lot of the listeners have had instances where they meet someone that they have an immediate connection with, like you feel like you've known your whole life. Yes, very kindred and, spirit. You know, yep. Right, yeah, like it's somebody that's like um, a part of your soul family, you know, somebody that you just, you know, that you've known before. And um, and it was kind of, it was, you know, that's, I've met people in my life where I was like, oh, my gosh, this is another person from home, you know, and I've always, it's always just been home you know and um even as i got older i still always i've always felt like a like an alien you know i always felt feel like you know if i if i think deep and hard about it i feel like an alien like i'm invading some place that i shouldn't be i know this is i remember that this is not and that's the part that i guess is the weirdest part about it the the strangest part is that i remember that this is not that this is just a period of time, a lifetime, an experience that I'm having in a long line of experiences and lifetimes that I've lived. Um, this is just one of them. And I think that that's probably the strangest part is that I remember that the place that we go, which I guess we call heaven or the afterlife, I know that it's real because I I am lucky enough to remember it. Yes. I remember. I remember it, and I remember it being the place where you truly are at home. You are truly comfortable in every way. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no any of the any of the stuff that we go through as humans we don't experience there. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's a it's a really beautiful um, it's a really beautiful thing to be able to remember. And I don't remember a lot of details. I remember small details, um, but I I I know I've always known. And I could even sit there and I, I write about it in my book as well. Um, you know, being a little kid and my grandparents reading me the Bible, and I'd be like, "That's not true." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like six years old. I was like six years old, sitting on my grandparents' lap, and I mean, they were like religious. You know what I mean? They were church-going <laughs> religious Jam-out, people. Yeah. And, Devout Methodists, you know, and and here I am saying um, that's not right, <laughs> you know. And my grandmother would be like, "Excuse me, <laughs> and I'm like, Blast that's not me. right. That's that, exactly." And she start screaming for my grandfather. And then they tell they tell my parents. My parents would shrug; <laughs> they didn't care. My parents were like, "Yeah, she's probably right. That probably is wrong," you know. And it was just okay. certain things. Other things, I was like, that's right. A lot of, like, the stories and things, I believe. But anything where it talks about God having vengeance or being angry or, you know what I mean? I was like, that's not true. God's not like that. You know, God's not like that. I'm like, God God never gets angry like that. That's not true. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. And my grandparents, oh, my gosh, they did not like that at all.
1: No, you were rewriting the Bible, and that just wasn't good. Well,
2: uh, yeah, exactly. I was disagreeing. I was disagreeing with parts of the Bible. Who does that? You know, um, and it but there was a lot of it that I also you know there was a lot a lot of pieces of it that I also embraced and believed and felt were true but the the ones that weren't the ones that i didn't that didn't ring true to me, I was you know not one to sit there and well i after after I got yelled at about fifteen times, I stopped saying anything, and <laughs> they read me the Bible, I just was like. All right,
1: whatever. <laughs> yeah, you can't.
2: Some people you just can't get through to, you
1: know. <laughs>
2: exactly. But a, six, a six-year-old can only do so much.
1: That's right. You know, it's funny because one of the first things you say in your book, which, um, which blew my mind, was this book might be slightly mind-blowing for many of the people who know me personally, friends and relatives. And you talk about how you know you do the normal everyday things, but that's how they know you. So if they read this book they'll be learning about a completely new side of you that most of them had no idea existed. You didn't give them like a heads up and say, hey, I'm writing this book. <laughs> Did you just like um, the well, book? you know, that's actually, that's
2: actually, that's actually really funny. Um, I, I actually, you know, I started my career, you know, I have a master's degree in metaphysical science. I started my career um, doing healing work, and I used my intuition to do healing work. So, when I started doing that, they, people knew. You know, I would say I'm a metaphysician, and most people would be like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." And they don't even want to ask because really nobody cares. You know, <laughs> You're just, they're just asking, "What do you do for conversations?" Like, "Yeah, you know, what do you think? How's the weather there?" You know, that kind of thing. It was just—it's just a conversation, you know. And I say metaphysician, and they—they'll they'll look at me quizzically, or they'll, you know, whatever, and, and or they'll, or or they'll just will be, "Oh, okay." You know, and I'm like, you have no idea what a metaphysician is, <laughs> or um, you know, then then I'd say, well, I'm a board certified holistic health practitioner, and that they would understand. So they knew that I did something unusual with energy. They knew that I used energy to heal and things like that. Um, I did not talk about the things I was I saw as a child. I didn't tell. Um, I don't even know that I told my best friend that what I was able to do, um, ever, uh, you know, except, you know, my family and my family, they, they, you know, I, they, they, I would be like, well, yeah, because the angels say so the angels, you know, the the angels, this, the angels, that, and they just, it just became part of me, you know, Mm -hmm. So for my family, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't something that baffled them. I never, no. I I think that, I think that I, I probably, that's probably why I started the book that way, because I knew that when people read it, that, Went to school with me, and people that that, that have known me um, for the last few years and had no idea the childhood I had or the abilities that I currently have. Um, I knew it was going to blow their minds to read the book, and it was kind of like my coming out. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm not embarrassed that I have these abilities. I just what what's happened since I wrote the book is I find like everywhere I go, I'm being pummeled with friends. With all of a sudden asking me psychic questions, mm-hmm. you know. And so, so that is, and I always knew that that would that would happen. You know, I always knew that once you're once you once you're out there as you know having abilities, people whether they believe or not, they're going to ask you stuff because I would, you know. <laughs> and you know, so so I I I you know since since I've wrote, wrote, written it, I I noticed I'm like maybe this is why I waited so long because you know I was able to really gain um, an idea of who. My true, true friends are um, because they're the ones that let me go out and have a good time, and I don't have to. I'm not. I'm not working all the time. You know what? I'm not always on on duty. If I want to go to, we we have a local bar that we go to um, around here. My um, husband and I love hanging out at called the Railroad Bar. It's a Railroad Street Bar and Grill. I can't believe I just gave them a plug. Anyway, um,
1: shout out they, to the Railroad they,
2: Street Bar and Grill. <laughs> 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 they they um they have such amazing people that work there and they have such an amazing um, um all of my all of my friends you know it's just a place where we kind of our gathering spot you know where on Friday nights or whatever um, we you know we all meet up and talk about our weeks and everything and and there I'm just like you know the average normal just you know I don't I don't have that I don't have that um that that heaviness that that you know that's so prevalent when you go somewhere and you just know that people are like you know it, when a new person comes in and they realize what i do immediately boom you know yeah. um but it's sometimes it's fun i mean i have people that that um that you know that that come in there and um they they ask me they they ask me fun stuff like um, okay, can you tell what my aura looks like today? Because I've had a crazy day, <laughs> and I mm-hmm. can be like, oh boy, you know. And to me, that's fun. Not, they're not sitting there asking me about their relationships and their health, and you know, stuff that's going to be like, ugh, like go on and on forever, you know. Um, I, I appreciate the fascination with what I do. I, you know, but um, and, you know, and I and I and I totally um, have fun talking about talking about what I do. I enjoy talking about more about what I can do with my hands what I can do with healing, what I can teach you so that you don't get ill, you know, so that you never experience illness, than I do talking about, you know, what this guy thinks of you or this girl thinks of you or, you know what I mean? Like that, I I don't, those are the things that, that, you know, sometimes you get drilled about when people know what you can do. So maybe there was a part of me that was trying to avoid that and I didn't even know it, you know, for a long time. But, um, well, and, you know, maybe there
1: was a part of you that didn't want to deal with the skepticism or be ostracized because of it because, you know, quite a few years ago and not that long ago, actually, people didn't give credit or validity to this type of work. And it's just come out within the past probably 10 years and, and even less than that, that these things, the, the efficacy of a lot of this has been proven and energy therapy works and people can, you know, give psychic readings or however you want to phrase it people are able to do that and you've got all these shows on tv now where people are seeing it and
2: you know i think it's
1: much more accepted in mainstream now where it wasn't before the timing right now it's it's all about the timing
2: and the timing right now you know having something to do for me you know like i i needed it to come out in 2012 i needed it i needed the book to be released in 2012 to me, it was something that I, you know, I feel like there's such an energetic shift going on right now where, you know, there's there's the people are awakening to so many different spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so it's not so much oh I'm Catholic oh I'm Protestant oh I'm Jewish oh I'm Muslim oh I'm, you know what I mean I'm Buddhist whatever it's not it's not so much that we're all part of each other with a it's a we're all feeling starting to feel a connection and that's. That to me is spirituality. That connection with each other is what makes spirituality what it is. And I feel like like this whole 2012 thing that has been over talked about and hyped up. And I'm going to be the happiest person in the world on the 22nd when everybody wakes up and life is normal. Um, yes, <laughs> you, know, you know, God, we can let that one. We've all been fooled uh, but, again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There goes another one. Um, another, another tick. Um, but yeah, mm. it was, uh, I, you know, I mean, I, I think that for me, I know that there's, you know, that the thing that is happening right now, um, you know, coming out in 2012, um, you know, I felt it. I felt the shift start to happen. You know, like a like around where we went when we had eleven, eleven, eleven last year. Mm-hmm. I started to feel like this energy shift, and I'm like, whoa! It was almost like a, something opened, like there was an opening or something lit up, or I don't know. It was weird to me, but I just felt like this this change. And um, and since then, I see the change every day in the clients that come into my office. These clients walk in here, opening up. They're awakening. They're yeah. they're not so they're not so so closed down and so closed-minded about the fact that, you know what, if we're, we, it's been proven that we're made of energy, our bodies are made of energy. Mm-hmm. Why can't energy be manipulated to heal people? Why it not?
1: absolutely can, yeah. I tell people that all the time. And, you know, it's funny yes. because right now, 1221 is nine days away, and the energy yes. of the planet, you can see it, you can feel it. It is palpable. You can Yeah. it. it, it it's crazy. Look at all the weird, yes. horrible things that are happening. That's all energy. It's it's really rushing in here now. We are peaking yes. because because this shift has been happening since you know uh, the harmonic conversion. So it's like okay, we, we've been yes. going through this for the past twenty six years or something, and it's yes. not going to just all of a sudden on the twenty second wake up and everything's La La Land and we're all at peace. That's not what's going to happen. But we are going yes. to wake up. The world is going to go on, and the shift is actually changing. So books like this are definitely helping people because it's it's showing them look you just have to believe and under- you you don 't even really have to understand it you just have to believe and things will flow differently toward you, and you 'll become more aware and I have to agree with you, more and more people are becoming way more aware and using their intuition and getting it they 're getting it, but that's the whole yep, purpose yeah yep. it
2: it blows my mind it blows my mind all the time because I know that this- how um, how much how more like my, my my practice alone just how much busier I've mm-hmm. become with people with people coming in and believing they're like I'm not really sure how this works but I believe that it could it work does.
1: Mm-hmm. and I'm like
2: that's all that's all it takes that's all I need you to do you know yep. you don't have you don't you don't have to be you don't have to be an almighty believer you don't have to sit there and, and understand you know every aspect of metaphysics and every spe- aspect of energy healing. All you have to do is be open to the possibility that I might be able to do something for you that you don't quite understand mm-hmm. and um and amazing things amazing things can happen and that's what I'm noticing is that people are just they're believing it they're believing it, and the psychic thing I mean like with psychic readings and things like that um people are people are i mean they're they're really really i mean this isn't your boardwalk psychic thing, you know what I mean right no. no. This is, I mean, people are coming with real issues that they need true guidance, and and that's why I don't like the psychic part of it, because the word psychic, because to me, I'm giving guidance with intuitive, like an intuitive spin, you that's know, right. I, I'm help, I'm helping them work on their issues, helping them make decisions with an intuitive, with, with my, with my intuitive gift, and helping them um, understand theirs and reach their intuitive gift. So that they, we all. I don't. You know what? I, so that we all like that. That it's not. It's not like I'm sitting there and I'm. I'm going to, Um. It's not like it's in, on TV. You know, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have. Right. A, you know, I'm not wearing a, a robe, and um, sometimes I'm wearing my jammies, but <laughs> not, not <so> often. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Usually, you know, I mean, it's it's not like you're. You know, it's not like I'm. Uh, you're coming in here. I mean, I have people walk in shaking scared to mm-hmm. death, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why are you so scared? What is the matter? Like, I'm just so nervous. I'm like, what do you think I'm going to tell you? We're going to have a conversation. We're going to have a conversation, and some angels are going to come in, and you, might, you may have a deceased loved one come in. I don't know what's going to happen any more than you do, but I promise you it is nothing to be afraid of. You know, However, there's nothing to be However,
1: to talk, we're just going to get up and leave.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. We're out. My car you know, is running I, think the the, I think one
1: of the most important things in your book, one of the most important things that I found in your book was forgiveness. That is so important, and yet so many people don't get that. They truly believe when you forgive, you're actually condoning the behavior of the other person, and yes. that is so not we forgive for our own sake so that we can move forward. And I think you speak very well to that. One of the quotes in your book is you were given this life because you are strong enough to live it, which essentially is, you know, God doesn't give you any more than you can handle. And that comes in handy when it's time to forgive. Although I I will admit, even though I know it to be true, there are times when I wonder what was I thinking when I was up there choosing this because I don't think I did, you know, or was I not paying attention and, You know, I I wouldn't have picked this, but but I did. And I think that when, when you have that forgiveness factor into the mix, when you add it into the mix, that really starts to open your heart, which starts the whole process so that you can become more aware and more open to receiving message. Would you agree with that?
2: I would completely agree with that. And I would say that forgiveness is, in my opinion, like you said, the most important aspect of all of this. It's the most important aspect of, of living our lives because we are going to – people are going to hurt us. It's going to happen. We're going to hurt people. I mean, it's not like we set out to. We don't mean to. It's not like we're trying to hurt, but it happens. We hurt people. They hurt us. And if we live in a, in a state of unforgiveness, we are going to become sick, and I mean physically sick, emotionally sick, spiritually sick, every level of Ill, illness that you can imagine will manifest just like holding on to anger does. You yeah. hold on to anger and, and, and anger and forgiveness go together. When you forgive, the anger just dis- disappears. Mm. You know, uh, the memory doesn't, you're not going to forget what the person does. And wh- one of the big things to me is that you need to, um, you know, people need to understand that there's like this, this, this aspect of forgiveness that it's almost it's selfish because it's really for you, you're yeah. doing it for yourself, you're not That's forgiving. right. yeah you're not forgiving because, oh, okay, you're gonna let this person off the hook. forget the other person, the other person you know did what they did, they may continue to do what they did, that you can't fix them. It's not your job to fix them. It's your job to let go of what's happened, to let go of it and and move move on you know let go and move on and 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 when you do all that anger goes away the forgiveness the forgiveness is just saying you know what you're 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 you know uh, say like um you're 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 in a relationship and somebody cheats on you okay that's a very very heart, hurtful thing to go through mm-hmm. and if if you go through something like that you you sit there and you're like well i'm not going to forgive him for doing that because, you know, him doing that was absolutely wrong. It destroyed me. You know, it makes me not trust people for the rest of my life. Okay, well, that's your lesson that you learned from what happened, but the honest to God truth is that you have to release that person from, you have to release yourself from that person's control. If you are not allowing, if you're not allowing yourself to feel forgiveness, you're still allowing them to pull your strings and control you. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you're still being controlled by, by, by their behavior because you're living in a state of unforgiveness, which is making you ill and making you not able to have normal relationships.
1: And you can't move forward in any aspect of your life because nope. you're stuck in the mud living in the past instead of living in the yep. present moment. You don't want to live in the past. You don't want to live in the future. You want to live in the present moment. And the best way to do that is through the forgiveness because it really it makes you so much lighter. It makes you yep. shine more. And things will flow yep. to you more easily because you've released all these blocks that you set up. And forgiveness... Yep. We'll get rid of all of the things that will manifest disease. I mean, we know that disease is manifested from emotions. Forgiveness is definitely a huge emotion when you're carrying the anger and the, yeah. and the animosity or whatever it is that you're carrying. Yeah. And when I was reading that, I thought, oh, this is, this is the most important thing, I think, for people to really understand. That I think, it,
2: okay, you know, yeah, you know, one of the things that I say in there is, you know what, I, I'm, I, I believe in it and I do it all the time. But it's not always instantaneous. You no, know, you no. Do sometimes you know you need to lick your wounds for a little while. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, you need to sit there and and um and and think about um you know you need to feel the emotion that goes behind and process the grief that goes behind the loss of a relationship or the betrayal that you went through. That's normal. Allow yourself to do that. I'm not saying that oh forgive like the day after it happened. No, eventually you forgive. You know, and mm-hmm. the sooner the better, obviously, but, but you you know, you have to allow yourself to process what's happened to you. And um and I think that, you know, that's where people people are like, Well, how am I supposed to forgive? Something that's just well, you're it's all right. Don't forgive right away. Lick your wounds, right. be be angry, be you know, be, feel what you're supposed to feel, go through that process and then don't hold on to it. You know, once right. you're through it, don't hold on to it because you have a choice at that point. You can let it go or you can hold on to it and make it become part of your makeup, part of who you are, and and, and make you damaged. You know, it becomes your baggage. That right, baggage and as that you, as you said a few
1: minutes ago, you're doing it for you. It's to help right, you exactly. so that you will move forward. It's not to help the other person at all. It's, no, it's absolutely really not. not. You know, you're not, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. You need to do what you need to do. But the first step is, sure, take it, deal with it, process it. And you might hold on to it for a while, sometimes a long while. But with every day, it releases a little bit more and a little bit more until you get to a point where you can really say, you know what, why am I carrying this? Why This is not yeah. serving me well at all. And then truly get rid of it. True, and, and you can only do it on your own. You, 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 Nobody can get rid of it for you. You have to, because nobody can process your stuff for you. You have to get rid of it. You have right. to go through it. And I think that's what's hard for people sometimes, is they don't want to give up that. But I'm so angry, they need to know I'm going to punish them. You're not punishing them, you're punishing yourself.
2: No, that's the biggest thing. They forgave themselves the second they walked out the door or the second yep. that the you know, thing happened. I mean, you know, that that, that forgiveness, you know, and I, and I talk in the book, too, about, you know, a lot of it is self-forgiveness. When mm-hmm. we've done things to hurt other people that we didn't do on purpose, we have to forgive ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves for putting ourselves in, like you were saying earlier, the position that we're in that, that caused us to have whatever grief we're going through. You right. know, um, why, you're, you're right. Sometimes you sit there and you're like, all right, so I planned this life, and you're telling me that I planned this mess? You know, mm-hmm. and you know, and maybe you did, maybe you didn't. It doesn't really matter because the the, the bottom line is, where well, you learned less, you're learning a lesson. You're learning right. a lesson every screw up, every time you make a mistake, every time you know that something goes wrong, you're learning a lesson, and and that lesson is so intensely important um, to to your soul growth which is the whole mm-hmm. point of us keep repeating this thing. You know, that's why we're doing this over and over again. Our souls are growing, our souls are changing and um and we're we're doing that through learning. Um so, you know, it's it's really um you know, I I I think it's the most important thing I teach and I think it's the thing that people find the most baffling
1: and the most difficult.
2: Yeah, and the most difficult. One way that I found that was very helpful for me, and I, I think I wrote this in the book. You know how you, you write a book and then you edit it and you edit it and you edit it? I don't remember <laughs> what I but it left in and took out. But, um, you know, one of the things that I, I found very beneficial was journaling. I would write yeah. down, like, you know, when when I read that, that was Louise Hayes' book, um, You Can Heal Your Life, I read that, you know, you're, it's not condoning behavior. And I was like, I mean, it was my eureka moment. I was like, oh, my God. That's why I had problems forgiving because in my mind I had to say, "Oh, it's okay that you hurt me," and I, I'm like way too stubborn to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, so that was like my eureka moment, and and I and I wrote down. I remember in my journal, I wrote down all the people that I was holding anger on towards, like holding on to anger, anger, and with, and I and I went through, and I'd be like, "Well, this is just ridiculous. Why am I angry with this person? This person, you know, I mean, that's ridiculous." And I was just like, "I forgive you." I'm letting it go. It's okay. It's all it's all okay. And and I moved on. Then there were other people that were a little more difficult, you know, like the ex husband and um, you know, things like that. And I would get to that and I'd be you know, and it would it, it would I'd have to sit with it for a few days and I'd have to keep telling myself, you know what, he did the best he could do with what he knew. He did the best That's he could it. do with what?
1: That's it. That's the key. When you take the other perspective and you realize the other person, you think, you know what? They're they're doing everything they can in their mind it's right. I can't fault them for that. And people have told me, Yes, you can and I say, No, you can't because that's judging. And you really can't judge the other people because if you were that person and you lived their life and you were walking in their shoes, you would do the same thing, come hell or high water. I know you would because that's the plan. Because we all have to learn our lessons, as you said, and if we're not learning them the easy way with the first knock on the door eventually the universe you know runs you over with the train and it's like okay now i get it thank you and you have to be grateful yeah. for the person being your teacher
2: well and that's exactly right and you know i i mean you know i i i don't want i don't want to get into a lot of specifics like personal specifics i mm-hmm. you know I, there have been i said about my about my book that that I don't, um, that I don't, that I don't talk about some of, more of my personal experiences. Well, my some of my personal experiences are uh, I'm not sharing to protect other people. I would happily right. share if I could, you know, yeah. if it was the if it were the right thing to do. But I have to protect. Some you know some other some some people that I think, um, yeah I think that people
1: don't know, need to know personal experiences. I think that they just need to know that, given a particular situation and it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter if it's big or small, you start with the small one and you realize from their perspective what's going on, you know what this is why you, you kind of really have to be a little analytical at first, I think to get through yeah, it. You just, you know? yeah, and, yeah. And, and after that it's easier because it's much quicker when something happens to realize uh, you know what they don't know. They don't get it, and I'm, I'm learning something. So, so, and this is what I do all the time. So, God bless. I hope they move on, and everything's great, and then I move on. It's-
2: Exactly, Just exactly. works
1: faster that way. It's, again, it's all about how you practice what you're doing. And your book does speak to that well. So, you know, it's Christmas time, it's Hanukkah, it's um, Kwanzaa's coming up, all the holidays. And the book is Just Believed by Lisa Tarvez. And Lisa, it's we're almost at the top of the hour, and I want to make sure that before we need to sign off that you can tell our listeners how they can find out more about you, your work, and where they can purchase your book. So if you wouldn't mind plugging yourself, that would be great. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I can do that.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: um, I, uh, no problem. I I have a, a website. Um, it's dot uh, Lisa l i s a Tarvis dot com. Um, so it's just my name. Um, and dot com. And um, I am on Twitter at Lisa Tarvis. I am on Facebook. I have um a the Facebook page that's um, Lisa Tarvis but it's, it's, you might find it under Metaphysical Healing, which is the name of my business. Um, and I have a, a I have a Facebook account that's actually just for my book that my that the publisher made for me, um, called Just Believe, um, which is the name of my book. So my book is available right now. It's twenty percent off on Amazon.com. Another plug, Amazon. Yep. For um, <laughs> there there have it's on sale right now there, and um, it's uh, it's um you know getting in touch with me all my links are through are through um on my website on my links to facebook my links to twitter my links to my book um whether it's through Barnes and Noble the publisher itself which was Balboa press um whether it's uh through amazon all the links are, are on my website um my phone number my email address everything um is 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 in one location on my um on my homepage of my uh email or on my uh, web address.
1: That's great. And and I know you also teach a lot of different classes. Do you do anything as far as, like, teleclasses are concerned, or is it strictly uh, in person?
2: I get that so much. So far it's been just in person, but I'm working on it. I'm working on a way. I'm thinking Skype's got to be involved somehow. There's got to be a way to do this, and I am working on um, a way to do to do some maybe live, um, te- you know, classes, teleclasses, uh, live. So I, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely working on that right now. That you have to actually come to me to um, attend one of the classes. Um, but there's a class list, everything that's coming up um, uh, under the classes tab on uh, my homepage.
1: That's great. And again, that's Lisa Tarves. L I S A T A R V E S as in Sam, dot .com. You can go there and find out all the information you want. And you know, listeners, you need to spread the word. If you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, share it with your friends. You can send the link to the show so they can be made aware of all the wonderful things that are offered on this program. All of my guests share their time freely. They give us a minimum of 60 minutes out of their day to help all of us and they do it at no charge. You pay nothing for the wisdom and knowledge that you receive here at Energy Awareness Radio from all these wonderful guests who share their time and expertise with us. So please be sure to pass the word, make others aware, share with your friends and family so they too will be able to grow and learn and make this world better for everyone. And you know, Lisa, thank you so much. I very much appreciate your taking time to come on the show tonight. Uh, It's been great having you here. It went by fast, which is always good because because that's when you know it's good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, hey, I had a great time. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> oh,
1: no problem at all. And on behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 o'clock Eastern time for another great show. Go ahead and mark your calendars now so you remember to tune in to Energy Awareness Radio next Wednesday. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantum-wellness-center.com you'll find an archived list of past shows the lineup for upcoming shows as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year future Crystal Bowl concerts and anything else that's going on at the Wellness Center don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRGAware Radio. that's at NRGAware Radio. I am your host T-Love here at Energy Awareness Radio intending you and yours a most wonderful week take care, stay well and remember living from your heart is quite easy you need only give thanks to do so hold on for a minute lisa okay
2: okay
0: My coffee cup, I said, thank you, thank you. What if I looked at the day and the hours ahead? And before I move forward, I bowed my head and said, Thank you. Oh, I said thank you. What if I looked